Welcome back to the Video Store Junkies podcast, and welcome to another very special episode where we review a uh, a contemporary film. Most of the time we talk about super old movies, but hey, occasionally we like to actually watch new movies, and this is one of those times. And today we are going to be talking about a new film that just came out this past weekend, The Suicide Squad. And I will mention now, because we always forget to mention it until we're like 10 minutes in the podcast, this is a spoiler-laden review, so... If you're the sort of person who doesn't care about spoilers and you haven't seen the movie, great, soldier on. If you're the sort of person who does care, stop now and go watch the movie and for some reason still come back and listen to our review, um, even though you've already seen the movie. But hey, you can see if you agree with us and if you don't, you can send us angry emails and tweets, which isn't that the whole point of the internet? Anyways, so today we have Renee, Paul, and myself. I am Zachary, and we're going to be talking about what we liked about this movie. We're going to be talking about what we didn't like about this movie, and then we're going to slap a rating on it. So we're get, we, we keep our reviews very, very simple. Um, Renee, Paul, would you like to do a very, very brief introduction before we get started? <laughs> he said Renee first, so I was late. I, was I know. I thought about that. I thought, oh, I guess I should say something. Hello, I'm Renee. That's right. Perfect. That's all I Paul, have. are you <laughs> Renee? I am not Renee. I okay, am perfect. Zach, I am Paul. <laughs> All right, cool. Now that we've got that established, I have the walrus. <laughs> let's talk about Suicide Squad. So, the uh, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Yes, The Suicide Squad. We are not talking about Suicide Squad, the David Ayer film. We're talking about The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn film. Uh, which I'm sure it was not confusing at all or frustrating to the marketing people who had to market this movie. Uh, so yeah, let's 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 start with the things we liked about this movie. And I always have to uh, have like really, really stupid names for these segments. So <laughs> obviously this is a film based on a DC property. So in this case, we're going to talk about the things that were DC about this movie. And by DC, I mean, definitely cool. What were the things oh, no. that we liked? <laughs> I know I'm <laughs> reaching. I'm sorry. It's a Monday. It's been a long weekend. Maybe I should have uh, done this. <laughs> uh, hey, it was, it's too late. We're, we're beyond, we're beyond that. Uh, so what, why don't you get us started? What were the things that you, that, uh, starting with your, though, the top of your list, um, what, what, let's, let's, let's talk about what you liked about the suicide squad. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff, but I'll, so I'll stick to one thing right now. And that was, uh, basically the, the cameos. <laughs> there was, there were some roles that you didn't realize were cameos till they were cameos, but there were others. Actually, one of my favorite was that when they're walking into the titty bar and they pan yes. to the right and who is it but good old <laughs> lloyd kaufman who who um who james gunn used to work for so well yeah was, and, and if you're gonna put if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a lloyd kaufman cameo put him in a titty bar <laughs> i don't th i don't think that was even a cameo i think he was just there when they were filming he was just coming out he was like he had spent all his money <laughs> <laughs> we we should point out that yeah so so Lloyd Kaufman uh wasn't just someone that James Gunn worked for I believe he basically gave James Gunn his first job in the film industry yeah, uh, yeah. writing uh, I think his first feature was Tromeo and Juliet so he basically launched James Gunn's career and this is also James Gunn has obviously like remembered him because Lloyd Kaufman exists now in the DC and the Marvel universes so because he is also he shows up in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy oh okay yeah yeah. He's in in the when they go to the the prison. Uh, there's there's a quick shot of him. He's like one of the prisoners. that's like yelling or something. <laughs> Which also points up another thing that actually my wife pointed out is that 
James Gunn obviously must be fun to work with because he has a lot of the same people work with him. Yeah, uh, th- throughout his films. So, but I didn't want to steal anyone else's thunder, so I kind of want to just. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, Renee, what was your what was at the top of your list? Oh boy, um, I think my my big thing that I really liked. I don't I don't want to kind of jump ahead, but it was very pro pro rat. It had a very pro animal <laughs> it was. overall theme, and yeah, I really I really appreciated that. I thought it was very sweet. <laughs> that was one of my my big things i really i enjoyed that i enjoyed the character and uh just how it all worked you know that's it's not the character that you would have expected to have that kind of like big moment you know yeah i mean i it kind of seemed like everybody had their own little moment but that felt pretty big it felt like a pretty big moment <laughs> yeah well, you know, I think I think the big thing for me, and speaking of the rats, because I think that that was a lot of fun. I, I and and we we should uh, preface this by saying apparently I am the only person who has seen Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> so I'm the only person here who's going to offer a comparison and contrast with uh, the 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 first movie. So I think that the the thing I liked about this movie was it injected a much needed kind of dose of just pure fun and this wasn't just uh compared to the first suicide squad movie but this is compared to pretty much every dc movie uh that that they've made you know in the in the new i guess dc eu whatever the hell they're calling it so like it was like between like this and shazam i think that now my favorite (laughs) dc movies are the movies that actually don't take themselves super seriously but yeah this this movie was not afraid to be fun it was not afraid to be uh, you know, it was not afraid to be goofy, but at the same time, it also somehow simultaneously had more heart than the original film, in my opinion. So I was really happy that this was not just more dour, uh, you know, dour, dark superheroes who are almost indistinguishable from the supervillains, which I, you know, they, they were basically they what they were all supervillains, but they were also heroes. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Point. I agree. One thing about the, the, the supervillains, too, in this is that, and James Gunn said, he wanted to go back to the more obscure uh, and, and kind of <laughs> shittier supervillains, you know, like Polka Dot Man. Yeah. And he, he said, because he said the original comics were very much like that. And I never read those. I read a couple of the, uh, the Legions of Substitute Heroes, which was basically the same idea except with superheroes. They're shitty third-rate superheroes that formed a squad. And this is shitty, you know, third-rate supervillains. I mean, aside from, you know, aside from uh, Harley, who's you know really well known, um, forming a squad. So, uh, I mean, and I loved, of course, some of the people in the the first squad. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> my, one of my favorites was definitely Nathan Fillion's the detachable kid. <laughs> yeah, that was I love that whole thing where they just you know built up this whole team. I hadn't paid too much attention to you know, the, the movie, you know, hubbub around the movie when it first came out and stuff. And I knew that, you know, they were like, oh, well, Pete Davidson and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that, okay, well, that's interesting. I was really not expecting that entire crew to just like in the first, like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes. Um, and I just thought that was so fantastic. Oh, yeah, in the, in the cold open, actually, right? It was before. That yes, was you're right. Yes, I, I kind of wish that that's that. If if I, and this would, I guess, be getting into criticisms, but it's not actually a criticism of the film itself. But uh, so I won't you're gonna steal my. This. You're going to steal my criticism. Uh oh, what is Uh-oh. it? Oh no. Go ahead. Well, go for no, it. 
No, no, I was just going to say the the marketing, like if you actually paid attention to the marketing, you like I was like, hmm, Michael Rooker, but I don't remember him and being in any of the trailers. So this is weird. And I was like, oh, man, I bet I know exactly what they're about to do. And then they did it. So I kind of I it was kind of unfortunate. But, you know, I, I think that's pretty much unavoidable, given the fact that they had to cut trailers with the actual stars of the movie. So, yeah. Uh, well, they, had, they had some of they had some of those in the trailers, but yeah, if you paid a lot of attention to it, you'd be like, "Wait a second, I, I never see I see these people without these people." So you kind of had a feeling. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I appreciate the weasel came back. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gonna be in... to live another day and kill more children. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's harmless. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he was played by Sean Gunn. Yeah, so who, who shows oh, up yeah. also as one of the inmates. Yeah, who, he, who he's Calendar Man. Man. He's what? Uh, calendar Man. Oh, I didn't realize he would. He has actually a character. Yeah, yeah. He calendar is, Man. Calendar Man. Yeah, he's a Batman villain. Oh man. Oh, okay. I, I don't really know a lot about him other than he. I don't know. He bases his crimes around the calendar. I don't know. Was this there something that where... distinguished him as Calendar Man? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he had like no, no, the no. the months on his forehead. That was. Oh, okay. I thought, I, yeah, oh, I thought there was just prison God. tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the time where Bill could he could just spit out, "Oh yeah, calendar." Oh. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if you're if you're if you've listened to the pod before, uh, Bill Mulligan is a sometimes uh, co-host, and uh, he would be this 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 uh, review would probably be about an hour longer because he would be rattling off the the full history in the comic books of every single one of these characters. I myself, I yeah, I never really read DC comics, so I have a very cursory knowledge of pretty much all of these uh these characters. I uh I also really liked that it seemed, you know, a lot of times you watch movies and you're like, what the hell did that person even do? Like why were they there? But it felt like there was a lot of good interconnectivity. And especially, and I know, Paul, you even mentioned it last night, how like the javelin guy even had like his moment because they use the javelin. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really liked that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was well crafted. A lot mm-hmm. of things really were, were were earned and they were set up without feeling too set up. They didn't feel, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, look, there's there's, you know, Chekhov's whatever. But a lot of them didn't feel that way. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was really well crafted in that way. Yeah. It's actually funny that you mentioned that because you do expect those like perfect, like team synergies or the, the moment or how everyone gets their hero moment in the big budget, like, you know, like the, the Avengers and stuff like that. But yeah, they, they actually did a really good job of bringing that aesthetic to this and that like every single character kind of had their, had their hero moment. Uh, even if, you know, in the case of, uh, uh, polka dot man died immediately thereafter but um you know still he uh he had his moment yeah and let me just say i i absolutely love the all the stuff with his mom and they definitely <gasps> they, oh. they, they they paid it off too because i mean you know they say comedy comes in threes yeah and it was a little bit more than three times but he mentioned it and then you saw the one time where he sees everybody as the as her and he meant i think he mentioned it a couple times and then when you have kaiju mom it was just, yeah. <laughs> well, it was just so perfect. You also had the really, really disturbing shot of him in the club, <laughs> and yeah. oh, that's right, yes. So yeah, yeah. The, you did. They did do it. The, the the threes. Yeah, technically it was. Um, now I yeah, I think another thing I wanted to call out was definitely the the casting in this movie is so so good. 
uh, Polka Dot Man is played by uh, David. I'm I'm probably gonna mispronounce this name as I always do, but uh, David Dasmalkian. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's usually I think this is probably the biggest role I've ever seen him in. Um, he's also another another character or another actor who exists in both universes because he's also been in the Ant Man movies. Um, but he's also been in uh, you know he had a small he actually had a small role in the Dark Knight as one of the thugs. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff, but I, I loved him so much in this. I think that, you know, he didn't have a ton of screen time, but I think every single every single line that he had was just perfectly, uh, perfectly delivered. And, you know, we haven't even kind of talked about some of the main characters, but uh, Idris Elba as Bloodsport and John Cena as Peacemaker. Uh, you know, I think I think they like Idris Elba just lends his kind of like gravitas to to the role. But then you had a lot of other characters who actually like shined much more than I would, ex- I kind of expected them to. So, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, we haven't mentioned, uh, you know, uh, also Peter Capaldi as the thinker um, was really, really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's pretty there's fun. so many good people. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, like, finally, speaking of uh, pe- people that uh, uh, James Gunn likes to work with, uh, King Shark. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, who you know, I, I I totally forgot, but he also he had a small but pivotal cameo in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. So this is the second time that he's he's kind oh. of cast Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, and and apparently he told Stallone, "Look, I've written this this role for you," and he said it's this this what he said is like this this like kind of chubby shark that that likes to eat. And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, whatever for you, bud. I'm I'm right there." Like you didn't need to know anymore. <laughs> well, what's really funny is I don't know if you've ever watched any of the, the um the Arrowverse DC shows, but in the the Flash they actually had. Um, I started. Well, I watched them till they had like too many shows and it was like too many crossovers. I'm like, sorry, mm-hmm. I can't commit this much time. You're right. Yeah. But they actually had King Shark in that, and King Shark in that was far more menacing. But this one fit the the story so well, having this just kind of like dumpy, goofy. Uh, you know, wearing wearing Hawaiian shorts, uh, King Shark, I think worked so well. So, yeah. yeah, it was really fun. I like that they made him endearing without making it like overkill. Like, yeah, I you know, and I I did, I enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy. Was it which one did we watch? Three? I don't we remember. Watched both. There's, There's only been two, two. So if you watch three, two, okay. Yeah, we watched both of them, Renee. I did actually go into the future. I wasn't supposed to talk <laughs> nice. about it. I'm Is it so good? Sorry, it, it's great. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, but they really play it up with the whole, you know, Groot and the sappiness of it. So I'm really glad they didn't do that with this guy or even with the rats. It was it was nice. I was a little worried when, um, oh, my God, I forgot was about to um, shoot. I'm really bad with names when the guy was about to shoot the girl with the rats. And then John I was Cena, like, the peacemaker. Thank you. The peacemaker. Yeah. And I was so concerned that like, oh, God, they're going to shoot this rat and it's going to be a whole thing. I'm glad they didn't do that. I, I appreciated that. It just feels very um, manipulative. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and there, there was plenty of heart there without it being that way. Even the Absolutely. Stuff, yeah. Even the stuff with her dad, the, you know, rat catcher. Yes, one, like that, was, that and, was nice. And it was done just right. It wasn't like you said, it wasn't overkill. It wasn't hitch in the head. It was just really, yeah. you know, and they, and instead of ending the, the, their, the last time you see, 
that flashback is not when he's ODing, but is instead a, a nice moment. Right. He's you know. he's kind of bestowing his yeah his, his philosophy upon her uh, yeah. yeah and I guess he, I guess he's also someone who's uh, who's existed in both universes. Uh, I will also mention that yeah Daniela Melchior plays Ratcatcher two. Never seen her in anything else. This was the first time I, uh, I I've seen her in anything. Uh, I think she's done a bunch of I don't know where she's from. I think she might be Brazilian. I I don't I don't know. I I should probably look that up before I say that. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but I, uh, either way, like, uh, yeah, this is the first time I'd ever seen her or anything. And I thought she did a really, really good job. Like, uh, again, like she she uh, the character was written and given more like th- this easily could have been a like very one dimensional character. Like it almost could have just been like the You know, it's a joke. You know, she she controls rats. Um, but yeah, somehow her character was given uh, kind of more depth than I think any character from the uh, the first movie. So yeah, and she her, her performance also solo. So I agree. Thank you. It, uh, and while we're calling out performers, <laughs> I mean, come on, we can't can't men cannot cannot not mention cannot cannot not, not mention cannot not mention. We need to mention. We need to mention Viola Davis. Yeah. And, oh uh, Lord. As well. Much, yes. uh, Walker is that her character's name? Uh, Amanda Waller, yeah. Waller, Waller. And she that this was actually this was actually one of those things that was g- gonna be in my pluses and minuses. So I guess I'll say it now. Oh, uh, yeah. I, basically, I just want an, an Amanda Waller movie. Like this is actually the one thing that I think I I like uh, the the first movie more because just because she has more screen time and like she is. Uh, so I mean, they they take one of the. Uh, I mean, her character, like that character, is just pure pure evil. And the the way that she plays it though is it, I I just love the way that she plays it because it is I mean it's essentially a villain character but she plays it with it's you know that conviction of uh, the char- a character who's doing terrible things but is convinced that they are you know doing terrible things for the right reason and I think that she like man I I would honestly like if if there's one like DC eu movie that i would love to see i I just want to see an amanda waller movie i just want to see viola davis in there for like just two hours of her that'd be interesting yeah i really don't have much of knowledge of the character other than just having seen this so um but wow yeah she was intense uh so and yeah i would definitely watch anything that viola davis did so yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I I would go so far as to say that her performance and her character is really the only reason to go back and revisit the the first movie, which is probably still not a very good reason because she's only in it for like I don't know, fifteen or twenty minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, she. I, I, the thing you point out about her too is she's she's that great kind of villain, um, that that again doesn't think they're the villain, thinks they're the good guy, right. and I mean, yeah. and the peacemaker is the same way. You know, he's yeah. just he's just psychotic as fuck. But he he thinks he's you know I'm doing this for peace. I'm doing this to you know protect my country. And well, you know I'm so yeah. in fact he's disgusted by by bloodsport because he's bloodsport's a mercenary. He's, you don't you don't have any ethic. His ethics is you know this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, in in a way though, I think I think uh, like uh, there there is like uh, I guess there's kind of a, a little bit of a difference because. It, Peacemaker in this movie seems to me like the uh, almost a villain who thinks he's a hero. Amanda Waller has always struck me as a character who is a villain who doesn't really care. <laughs> like she doesn't <laughs> even think that she's the hero. She just doesn't give a shit. She's like, I'm doing what I'm doing. I have my reasons, and uh, <laughs> you know, so be it. So I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I, I did love I did love that, that like Peacemaker just being a obviously like psychopath. But uh, I you know it 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 never ceases to amaze me like how funny John Cena is. Like I I you know ten years ago if you had told me oh yeah John Cena like when John Cena was first trying to get into movies and he was in like you know the first couple of movies he did they were basically trying to make him into an action star. So he did like The Marine and oh god what was that other movie? Uh, uh, Twelve Rounds I think. Uh, so he's in a, like a couple of movies where he was just like they were trying to make him a straight up action star, and it just didn't really work. <laughs> and then they kind of like he's been in so many like comedic roles now, and it's like, oh, this is actually like his forte is he's actually really really funny. I'm trying to think what else I saw him in besides uh, um, Fast and Furious. <laughs> uh, he's he's been in a couple he's been in a couple uh, uh, comedies. He was in oh man, I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, what was the 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 movie i think it was uh tina fey um oh my god i am i am totally <laughs> totally blanking I, I don't know no okay i i it's it's a movie that i've literally uh oh oh i think it was called sisters i've literally only watched clips from it but there's like a there's like a scene where he's like he's like the, she's like meeting him at a party and he's like super over the top and he's he's going like my safe word is keep going and i don't know he's just really really hilarious <laughs> So yeah, I, I I like John Cena. I like John Cena as a. Uh, I think I think they've they've done a really. I mean, sure, he's he's he can still be an action star because you know he he looks like an action star. But I I think that this movie really put him in kind of the perfect combination of uh, being being an action character, but also uh, being this kind of uh, I don't know over the top, but uh, kind of a, a, a an unself aware uh, comedic role. Right, because he plays it. He pl basically plays it straight. The character exactly. thinks he's yeah. just like, you know, I would, I would. That whole, that whole speech was covered with dicks. <laughs> yeah. I need every one of those dicks for yeah. liberty. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. You know, he just, yeah. It, it was, it was fun. I mean, overall, the the whole thing was just a, a, a fun film. I mean, it was interesting. I was afraid at one point when I first, when it first was like advertised and so forth. James Gunn was like, well, is it just going to be? a rehash of guardians of the galaxy here. It's a ragtag bunch, a bunch of losers who get together and say, but it's like, no, this, they, even though it has heart, it doesn't, it has, it, it's has, has a very different feel. Not even mention the fact that it's a, it's a good hard R with gore and oh, goo yeah. and oh, God, exploding yeah. body parts and severed limbs and shit just flying everywhere. In addition to that. So it, 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 you could tell it was a James Gunn film. You could tell they're done by the same person, but it felt like a completely different film, which which I I really liked because that was the thing I was going to be I was a little afraid of going into it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think DC was on kind of the razor's edge of having having a problem with basically chasing Marvel and failing because you know they I feel like they already struck out when they brought Joss Whedon in to do Justice League, and that was a whole mess. So I think that this could have gone either way. So I'm I'm definitely glad to see that. They they I, it's, it felt like they brought him in and they basically let him do kind of whatever he wanted to and it kind of worked so uh, yeah but but I'm with you I think between this and Shazam those are really my two favorite DC yeah. films <laughs> so well it sounds like we all kind of enjoyed this movie so maybe we should kind of move on to the things that we didn't like so much we can kind of kind of pick apart the things that we actually would have changed or or jettisoned in this movie uh so are you guys good to to move on to our next section yeah yeah well uh you know oh, sometimes Ray. what 
No, no. Oh, no. Should we, yeah, we, we can stay here. We can stay here as long as you guys think of things you liked. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Some sometimes, sometimes you look at a movie and you just uh, you just say, "Man, this this movie has some some dumb crap in it," which is convenient because dumb crap uh, can be shortened to DC. <laughs> That's all I got, folks. That is literally the best I can do right now. <laughs> so let's we talk about what kind you. of. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's talk about what kind of dumb crap is in the Suicide Squad. What are the things we didn't like so much about this movie? Uh, who wants to Who wants to start us off? Well, you you kind. I'll jump in because you already kind of mm-hmm. touched on it, which is the the, the marketing kind of. I mean, the the big fight at the end. They give that away. <laughs> I mean, the the they 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 give that away in the trailers. There's like you see yeah. like a good portion of it in the trailer. So you're like. So it was it was not terribly surprising. I was actually thinking, oh, that's really kind of be going to be the midpoint, and then they'll go. And it's like, nope. Um, so yeah, I think the the marketing uh, they could have I think have done a better job cutting the trailers in such a way that they that they use kind of both squads together in the trailer. So you got so you could get more of a fake out. So you got more of that gag at the beginning. Um, but you know, those, those that's the main thing that kind of stuck with me that must have been how they got it over on me too because i don't think i watched any trailers for this yeah i kind of yeah i almost went into it like almost complete like i knew it was coming you know i'd heard chatter and stuff but yeah that's interesting well renee was there anything else that you uh specifically disliked about this movie my gosh you know it's terrible i can't think of anything right off the top of my head it's awful it was or maybe you mean it's great it's yeah, so good it's that great. you can't think it's of so it. It's so good I can't stars. think of anything. It, you know, I if anything, I thought the starfish was kind of goofy. It was kind of oh, like, really? yeah, a little bit. It sort of <laughs> felt like I just was thinking of like Patrick the whole time, and like I wasn't even a SpongeBob person, <laughs> but I was still like, oh, it kind of looks like Patrick a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, you know. And then of course, then there's the whole like, well, God, now I feel really bad for that poor starfish who was just doing his own, her own, whatever, doing its own thing, its own thing. Yeah. yeah, in space. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually thinking, man, I, I didn't even mention how much I love Starro as a uh, as a villain, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we could we could have thought about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I do. I like the idea of like a monster killer starfish. I just, I think I would have just maybe worked on the, the design a little bit. Oh, to make him less kind of professional goofy monster star fish designer. <laughs> yeah. A little less goofy. I don't know. I mean, it would have really taken away the whole ending, but I was like, maybe not the big eyeball. I don't know. I can't, I don't know. Well, I think that's, yeah. that's a feature of the, of the character. So that, that is the, that, See, the character is from the comics. Yeah. And that is yeah. my miss. That is my whole, um, not being up to speed whatsoever with any of these people. Cause I was just like, Oh yeah, yeah James Gunn just drew a starfish with an eyeball <laughs> in the middle. So again, I'm so sorry. DC. No, um, yeah. Starro, Starro is a, is a, is an old and storied, uh, villain. I believe he was, uh, an early, J- uh, uh, justice league, uh, villain. If I saw him when I was like five, I probably would have been like, "Wow, oh, that is awesome." Well, I think yeah. isn't the scariest aspect of him the point where he basically takes over the people and um, that is true. Yeah. And and like they said, they're just walking corpses underneath that. Yeah, um, that which I, cool. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was that almost that reminded me we haven't gotten there yet, um, but we will be talking about Day of the Dead at some point, and it reminded mm-hmm. me of uh, the lab at one point when they go and have all the people with the. Uh, that they're experimenting on with the starro oh, things God. on their oh, head. Right. There's, yeah. half, there's a half corpse, there's half body there, and it reminded me of that scene. 
Yeah. Uh, Not to derail us. Oh no, that's fine. Uh, can I can I go ahead and launch into the thing that's probably gonna get us the uh, uh, a bunch of hate mail? We actually never get hate oh, mail, but yeah. I'm still trying. Yeah, go for um, it. It's okay, engagement. So yeah, yeah, it's engagement. Uh, well, hey, maybe maybe some of you will disagree with me, and we and we can also uh, argue. Uh, but there, so there, there's one element of this film <laughs> that really didn't work for me. And it's actually an element of uh, a lot of the other DC films that didn't work for me. And that is the character of Harley Quinn. And so here's the thing. I, I love Harley Quinn, uh, you know, the, the original from the you know, animated series. I actually, I, I, I don't fault Margot Robbie for her performance. I just kind of hate the way that this character is written. And I've had to now sit through three of these movies, you know, mm. or, or I've had to sit through her character in, in three movies. And oh my god, it's just it's so grating, and I actually felt like it felt out of place here because it felt like the manic pixie girl like side that that they originated in the original Suicide Squad movie just didn't fit in here, and they were just trying to like this. This felt like the one thing that the execs were like, "Okay, James, you can do anything you want, but we need thirty-five minutes of screen time for Harley Quinn." And mm. so he, I don't know, that's kind of what it felt like, and. I actually felt like the movie, so the movie ran for, I think, a little over, I think it was like two hours, 10 minutes or something. And to me, it actually felt like they, they could, it could have been a little bit shorter. And I was actually thinking about it after I watched it, it was like, man, if you removed all of the Harley Quinn scenes, this movie would actually be a perfect length. And it would also get rid of all the scenes I don't like. So I don't know. Oh maybe, my God. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm off base, but man, I, if they never put Har this, this version of Harley Quinn in an, another DC movie, uh, I will be, uh, I will be all the happier. Well, please forgive me, but you, you just made me realize I say, please forgive me, Paul, because I might jump over you here. Um, no, I, you literally just blew my mind because I literally, I just realized that she was like a sexy lamp because if Javelin <laughs> guy hadn't died, he could have yeah. just javelin Starro and call it a day. But he yeah. did die. So since well, he, he did. Since he since he did die, then But somebody else could have used the javelin. It no one else was there because be she was the only she was the only But she I mean, could have been somebody else. She well, could have been Well, you could have said that Milton? about anybody though, right? You could have said, Well, if if you know Well Milton is a sexy lamp, could have yeah. had him do it. No, I I don't think she is the sexy lamp because she actually <laughs> does do things in it. I mean, um not really, but you know what I mean. Like not a, not the not <laughs> no, the I mean there are there are times there are definitely Well, there are definitely times in there. actually that's it's so uh, aside from aside from you know assistant killing the monster pretty big in the end and and also in terms of the uh in terms of killing the the president now granted that didn't really make anything yeah, better that, that, that didn't make any difference that didn't make any well yeah eventually it didn't but i guess i'm um, an aside real because i'm not a person that's really into the whole dc thing and i'm pretty sure i didn't see any of the other movies with her um so this was really my first thing but does like she have a special I mean, I remember her from like, you know, the cartoons as being a kid, yeah. but I don't really remember her having like a special thing. And if she did, I don't think she used it here, did no, she? No, no. That's, that's the weird thing about her character. And I think that's actually why she feels kind of out of place in these movies. Uh, I mean, yeah, her, her, I guess the, the, the shtick is she's just, she's crazy. Ooh, she's unpredictable. But the problem is that the, the way that they write her in these movies, to me, that's, they basically just write her as almost like a manic pixie girl version of the yeah. Joker. 
which yeah. I, I, you know, I, I seem to, I feel like she actually had more range in the, you know, the animated series than she did in, the, in these movies. And it's also, yeah, it's, it's, I guess I can overlook because it is a comic book movie, but somehow she has all these powers or, you know, she's basically an expert martial artist. And I guess they're, the, you know, they're trying to say oh, it's because she's crazy. But I mean, before that, she was just this like psychiatrist, right? So it's not like she's had well, that's right. like yeah. these other characters like Captain Boomerang. He doesn't really have any powers, but I guess he's been training his whole life with boomerangs. So he's really good with boomerangs. But Harley <laughs> Quinn has not been training her whole life to be this like killing machine. It's just, ooh, she's she's a wild card. And I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't have any powers basically, to, to sum up. She has no powers whatsoever. And not well, to, I, I, and I don't mean to like besmirch what she did. She obviously was very important in the thing. But I guess in just the world of like, well, this guy does this. This guy has polka dots. This guy, anything he uses is a deadly weapon. You know, it's like very specific. Right. The javelin guy has a fucking javelin. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, you know, saying that it was like, oh shoot. Well, no, I think I the, the, okay. So the character, I I like the character. I thought it was fine. Um, oh yeah. I and actually, I I enjoyed Birds of Prey, and I think she actually showed had that character. There's quite a bit more in that character in Birds of Prey. I think there was mm. uh, more so than in in this. I agree with that. But um, no, I mean she is. She's she's supposed to be just this kind of unhinged character. I, I don't know if I'd call her the manic pixie dream girl because I don't know if she's anybody's dream girl because she's a freaking oh, lunatic. You'd be surprised. Well, no, I know, I know. What I do like is that they they completely abandoned the booty short version from the the first film. You know, even in the second film, that she, is true. You know, in the second <laughs> film, yeah, it is an improvement over that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I like that, and I know you know um, Margot Robbie, I believe, had a lot to do with that in terms of uh, oh, that's cool. putting her more in that direction. I mean, she was the one who produced the second film. And, wow, uh, that's and the, right. And the second film is all about her getting away from the toxic relationship with the Joker. And I guess I need to see that. <laughs> I, I like it, and but so and I can see she's not your your cup of tea, but I, I wouldn't go so far to say she's she's a, a sexy lamp. I would, and I mean, any more than <laughs> any more than than uh, you know, No Noami or whatever his name is, King Shark King was. Because um, you say, what did he do? He just bit the thing. So you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I would. I would disagree with it, but I could see how she could definitely get on your nerves. Um, but yeah, I, 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 so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's all. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just repeat myself, which I said. I think her her ability is that she is just. It's like having a berserker, um, right? And the berserker served a role, which is that they were just completely unhinged, and um, would just go, you know, literally nuts and and. Uh, fuck people up, and that's what she does. <laughs> and in fact, I, I, you probably hate it, but I love the sequence when she goes through the javelin, and then they have all like the little animated flowers and the birds flying. Oh around my god, it was oh, that was just like why? I was like, why? I, I loved it, I thought it was great, but you know, that's me. And uh, I did it, yeah, I, I enjoyed the choreography on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could see how she would, she would get on your nerves, though. I, th so. I think you actually hit on like the thing that was kind of offensive about her character in the first movie was like, okay. Uh, we need to have one female character, and yeah, Harley Quinn is popular. We'll, we'll do Harley Quinn, but oh yeah, she's got to be sexy in this one. She can't be wearing that Jester's outfit from the cartoon. She got to be a sexy Harley Quinn. And so that was, I don't know, that was off-putting. But then, like, by the time you get to this movie, I think the fact that they were like, okay, well, now at least we can have like two female characters, uh, so we can we can double the number of women on the team. But then you have Ratcatcher two, who is like such a 
to me, like was like she had a much more of a character arc. She had much more like depth as a character. She was much more likable. I don't know. It was just so it kind of like then I was like comparing the two and I was like, well, you you uh, okay now you solve the problem of all the like the the basically the booty short problem that you were talking about. But now you've actually supplanted the what again like what I think of as the manic pixie girl character with a female character that actually has depth. And I want to see more of that. I don't want I. Just get rid of Manic Pixie Girl, for the love of God. Mm. But I don't know. And for me, I just, I hadn't seen the first two movies. Um, I mean, I I know her history, but if I didn't know her history, yeah, interesting. I I mean, I I just don't know how you would have the character without her being Manic Pixie Girl. No, no, let me me finish what I was going to say, because I was was thinking that, right? I was going to say, well, I don't know how you could, if you didn't have her that way, what would what would she be about Harlequin? But then I'm thinking, well, the 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 Joker was always kind of nutty, but we've seen so many great variations on that character n- being being a psychopath without being. Uh, we've seen some shitty ones too, but uh, <laughs> with you know, in other words, we've seen all sorts of variations where we still saw the character, but he didn't have, you know, uh, he wasn't you know Caesar Romero, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, maybe there is something they can do with her that. But I, I do like, I mean, yeah, she doesn't have as big a, uh, she definitely doesn't have a, a, a big a character arc. Though it does nice, she does have that kind of the nice little, not nice, little uh, monologue about you know, her taste in men when she basically realizes, <laughs> hey, look, you're a piece of shit and I'm, you know, sorry, I'm just going to have to kill you. Um, so, I mean, there is that, I like that moment for her. Um but I, again, I can see why. So I, I think it's interesting. I kind of talked myself into it would be interesting to see if they could do the character, still be recognizable without, like you said, drifting into that that manic pixie dream girl element. I did like that scene where she took that guy out. I forgot about that part. Yeah. It, the acknowledgement of her poor choices. <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I'm actually kind of interested now to see if there was a way you could you could tone down the... With but still keep it the same character, which would be kind of interesting. I see though where you could switch it out with somebody else, though. I think is perhaps what you might be insinuating, like they had to use her specifically as the female exactly. character. Yeah, yeah I, I think that, like, to me, for some reason, I think DC still feels like that's the like, even though that bir- the Birds of Prey movie didn't do great, I think they're still like banking on. Well, I, we think people like this character, so. Right. This is the one thing that we need as like a holdover. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that was the like you said that was mandated. If you're gonna have if you're gonna have a Suicide Squad movie, you gotta have you gotta have Harley Quinn in it. Yeah, I'm sure that was was mandated. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, we we didn't enjoy about the Suicide Squad, or uh, mm-hmm. would you like? Would you guys like to sum up our our thoughts on this one and slap a rating on it? Um, I don't know if it's a really, a, it's more, it's almost more like the fan theory, whatever. But so since they, they've saved Peacemaker, I thought I saw somebody said something, they're going to have a TV show or, or separate oh, Peacemaker no. movie. I, I think, I think they were, I think they were planning to do a, a show on HBO max for, for Peacemaker. Uh, which but, if, you know what? Oh, good. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was saying, I don't want to see more of that character. Yeah, right. I was glad he was dead. I mean, he served his purpose and he, but he was not. I, I don't want that character. <laughs> he definitely is not who I was like when they were like, "Oh, he's still alive." I was definitely not 
he was not the one I was hoping would be alive. I don't know who I would have been hoping for, but he was definitely not in the top five. <laughs> right. You know, well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I'm kind of interested where they go with that, especially if, mm. because I think James Gunn is involved with the show. So as, as a vehicle for John Cena, I'm kind of interested, like, uh, assuming they, they actually take the character, you know, through, through some arcs. Um, I, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. Uh, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, it, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. If it's anything like some of the other HBO max shows, I will, I will be on board because I don't, I don't know if I've talked about it a whole lot, but, uh, doom patrol is freaking amazing. And I, if it's anything, if it's, if it's, you know, overseen by the same people, uh, I'm, I'm definitely willing to check it out. They would have to bring a lighter side to it in some capacity. Oh yeah, no. I yeah. well, my, my guess would be, my guess would be, they will make him not a complete unlikable dick. You know, maybe he. Like, that's what I was saying. That he has to go through some arcs where he yeah. can't just be an absolute like psychopath the entire time. Like they have to, they have to put him through some arcs that make him uh, a little more add some add some depth to the character. But yeah, because yeah. he does have pretty good comedic timing, so he definitely has the potential for it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I, I just like John Cena. I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I will watch him in anything. Yeah, especially since he apologized. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Right. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> let's, let's give Paul's this one. Get in the hate mail. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah well, only let's... from China, so. Oh, let's, let's give. Ta- let's Taiwan give... is a country. Taiwan is a country. Taiwan is a country. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. Okay, well, now, now I got to go look and see how many downloads we get in China, because my, be- my guess is zero. <laughs> in which case we're fine John Cena. if it's if it's more than zero you will be issuing an apology next week but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there um anyway <laughs> sorry uh, oh god uh you've you've triggered renee over there uh so let's <laughs> let's let's rate this one i think it was, it was really loud thunder and yeah, i thought fine. it was a firework <laughs> okay well, before you lose power, let's wrap things up. I, I think we've I think we've got to a good stopping point. Let's rate this one based on I, I don't know. You know, usually we do VHS tapes, but uh, how many crisp, clean issue number one of this the original Suicide Squad oh. comic book would we give this out of five? And Renee, I'm gonna let you go first because uh, oh. you might lose power here. Oh man! Oh man! Um, oh man! Sorry. That see, my mind is like, oh, that's probably worth a lot of money. Oh man, so I need to like take that out of my head a little bit. I thought it was really enjoyable. Um, and uh, we didn't touch on it whatsoever, but I enjoyed the relationship with Idris Elba and his daughter. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool little twist, although you know, it gets a little kind of sappy in the end, but I appreciated parts of that. Um, I'm gonna give, I think I'd give it a solid four, yeah. I'm going to go with four. Nice. Uh, Paul, yeah. how about you? Um, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a whole lot. Um, found it was highly entertained, laughed a whole bunch. Mm. Um, and and I'd, I'd give it actually a little bit more. I'd give it about four and a quarter. Um, <laughs> cause I just, just, just to be a pain in the ass um, and to make the math hard. But yeah, because it was, it was really fun. And like I said, the, the one thing I was worried about was that it would be too much like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it, they it definitely held its own in its own thing. I think the gore didn't help, didn't hurt. So, um, yeah, a good four four and a quarter. How about you, Zach? Well, well, I, I always I always feel like I'm grading on a on a low scale, 
I, so I'm going to give this one a 3.5, which sounds low compared to you guys because you guys are going four and above. But it's actually pretty good for me. Like if, for me, a 3.5 is an incredibly entertaining film that I will probably watch again. And even though it may not be like a, uh, uh, you know, a forever classic to me, I think it's definitely a great movie. Like I was saying, I think it's one of my, well, I, it's one of my favorite DC movies, DCEU movies. Uh, not that that means anything because there aren't a lot of winners to pick from there. But yeah, this is definitely, I, I would hope they make more like this. I think this is, if, if they, if they uh, kind of continue down this path, they're, they're going in the right direction of maybe being a little less dark even though like I, I i think actually what you were saying paul about the the fact that this is a hard r i think i actually this is like <laughs> you know now that you mentioned that this this is actually the 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 direction that they should be going in my opinion because it does differentiate itself from marvel films you would never see half of the violence or gore that you see in this movie but at the same time it's not so dour that it's like you're rolling your eyes because it takes itself too seriously so i think this is actually to me this is the right direction of of you know, uh, differentiating themselves from the Marvel universe without uh, just being totally unwatchable. So, yeah, three and a half. It's for me. That's good. Uh, that is a an average of three point nine for us, which is uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good rating. So, yeah, I think that does it. Uh, that is our review of the Suicide Squad. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to say in parting before we call it uh, a day or a night? No, just that Taiwan is a country, but other than that. Oh my God. Perfect. Well, and I, first, I 100% folks. agree with your last point. If they make more movies like with this tone, I'm down for it. Totally down for it. Yeah, same. Well, here's hoping it's, uh, you know, I know that the box office is again seeing some, seeing some down weeks because of, uh, you know, the ongoing pandemic. But uh, hopefully this one does well enough that they, they make a The Suicide, I hope they call it The Suicide Squad 2 just to be like super <laughs> confusing. Um, but yeah, well, this has been our review of The Suicide Squad. And if this is your first time listening, we do all kinds of content. The Video Store Junkies, we do reviews. We do, uh, every week we do streaming suggestions. We also do deep dives in uh, classic films. So there are a lot of older movies where we will talk for you know, two to three hours about uh, what we liked and what we didn't like and pick movies apart much more than we did on this review. So if you like this, check us out. We're on every single podcast service known to man. And uh, yeah, we, we'd love to uh, also hear from you. So hit us up on Twitter or through email, uh, videostorejunkies.com. You can get in touch with us. And if you disagree with anything we said here, as long as it's not about uh, uh, Paul's uh, politically charged statements, because, uh, you know, fuck you if you don't believe that. So, um, yeah, that's right. I said it. Taiwan is a country. Boom. Um, good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. <laughs>